This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. This is your host, Brandy Stark, and we are here today with Hannah Tamar, who is going to talk with us a little bit about pets and Judaism and the soul and her own potentially paranormal pet encounter. And we'll get started right after these messages. designerpetsweaters.com hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat beautiful couture patterns for your pets including custom-knitted formal wear casual wear yachting and even sports themed many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats top hats and a lot of sparkle each sweater includes leg loops front paw sleeves and leash opening visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today large or small we fit them all designerpetsweaters.com let's talk pets on petliferadio.com Okay, and welcome back to Paranormal Pets. We have with us Hannah Tamar. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, thank you so much, Brandy, for letting me speak today. My name is Hannah Tamar. I am a Jewish studies teacher. I teach Hebrew online. I love the paranormal, and I just I really am so excited to be here and to share. Oh, that's excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself in the sense of... You have an interesting backstory. So when I first met you, I was still teaching, and uh, I was working on a section of women in religion, and we had come up to Judaism, and I knew that uh, you are Jewish, but what I didn't know was some of your backstory, and I think this is why you make a good candidate for paranormal <laughs> pets. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what brought you to Judaism. So I was not raised Jewish, and I like to consider I was like raised uh, American Christian, where we just did Christmas and Easter with the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, but I didn't have a, a religious background. Finally, when my grandma was getting very old and dying, I was doing a, a paper on our ancestry and I said you know I want to get as many as much information from her as possible and she told us it took a long time for her to bring it out but she told us that we were Jewish and she wasn't allowed to say it but because of the state that she was in she wanted she felt comfortable now to to express that we were actually Jewish and um, she was raised in World War two where Judaism was considered not a good thing, so her whole family had to hide the fact that they were Jewish, and uh, she was a Methodist. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> a good middle of the road. Okay. Um, but, Interesting. So, yeah, we... So I really wanted to know more about that side of my, my family, and did a lot of research, looked into it, and decided that I would really want to express that side and 
and I took conversion classes, and it's led me down the path that I, I'm a Jewish studies teacher now. And <laughs> I know, it's, it has been interesting, uh, particularly to kind of see that evolution for you. And of course, in Pinellas County, Judaism has approximately, what, 15,000 people, I think. Yeah, not a lot. And we're very spread out. There's not a core center where we all can meet in a yeah. lot of cities that are populated as much as Pinellas County. There is more of a core Jewish neighborhood, but there's not around here. So it's hard, but at the same time, we connect more. And um, it's different sects of Judaism connect together here in Pinellas County than in other parts of, I see, in other parts of the world where, you know, Reform Judaism, Conservative and Orthodox all come together and, and just be Jewish, not say that we're different sects of Judaism. That's pretty neat. And I know in this area, we are, we're actually growing to the extent uh, that there's a Chabad center that is coming, which yeah. is pretty neat. That does tell you something about the, the growth and the change in this area for Judaism. Because I know for a while, you know, there was really one synagogue that was kind of open to, to talking with students. And so I'm really kind of glad to see, you know, some of the transformation and change. And if you're ever from this area, Temple Bethel, absolutely an astounding looking building. It's beautiful. They were actually, uh, many times, they sent out guest speakers and they let us tour the synagogue. Uh, I'm still waiting to get into their art show, though. (laughs) It's been 22 years and I've not yet been invited, but that's okay. It'll happen. (laughs) But it is kind of neat. And other than, than really that temple, that synagogue, there weren't many other places. Right. But what I thought was really interesting uh, is the the conception of the soul. So we were talking, and you had some really great points. So we're going to bring those back up again on uh, what does Judaism say about animals and the soul? Since this is a paranormal pets thing, what do we do? What do we say... So there, just with many religions, there are so many ideas. And with Judaism, there's not one idea that's correct. And we all have, we all interpret things differently. And so I've heard so many different interpretations of the soul in general. And then you hear even more interpretations of pet souls. And I've heard things that there are shared souls. And I've also heard... I've also, I tend to agree with this more, that there are different levels of the soul. And with your pets, they're on a, um, they're on a different level of just with their intuition, when they're alive, they see things, they see the world differently just because they have a different soul. So that brings us back to the afterlife. If they have a different soul than us, their afterlife has to be different, and it comes back in a different energy than what our souls and our afterlife would come back in. So there's reincarnation of a sort? Yes. Uh, Again, there's a lot of different interpretations that go on. And from my standpoint of view, there is, I do believe in reincarnation. I also believe in just energy where you don't have to be reincarnated, but your energy is still out there and it's still being sensed and it's still being taken care of. And since you are the energy, you're taking care of it as well. And same with with animal souls as well. Their energy is still being sensed. They're still being, Mm -hmm. even though they're not in a form, per se. 
Now that's pretty interesting. And that does get really complicated. I mean, already. But, but that is the nature of, of dealing with the afterlife and with souls and the supernatural. I mean, what do you do and what categories does it fall into and what are the rules? So that's actually a pretty good explanation too. Now, part of the reason that you're here is that uh, you had a, an unusual dream that you shared and I know you've had a cat in the past so would you like to tell us a little bit about your pet and then about the dream and then really what it means what you think is going on so a little backstory of my cat I was a dog person I was raised with four to six dogs in my life and um, we rescued every single one and I promised that I would never be a cat person I never was a cat person I left for college and my boyfriend at the time his mom had a litter of cats that were born and she was trying to get rid of them I came over and just to look at the kittens and one just grabbed me and bit me and wouldn't let go and I said then you're coming home with me and he wouldn't stop crying he was just a big whining little cat and so I didn't know what to name him and my husband well my boyfriend at the time he said you know what why don't you name him Manischewitz which is they're known for in their kosher wine their sweet kosher wine (laughs) and I said why would I name him Manischewitz and he goes well because he whines a lot (laughs) Doesn't like a bad pun, but that's all right. Okay. So it stuck. He was Manischewitz, the whiny little kitty, and uh, nicknamed Manny. Okay. So Manny was my my cat. He helped me through many different situations. Going through college, going yeah. through boyfriends, coming and just dealing with all of that. He was always there, and he was there when I moved down here to Florida. Mm-hmm. He came with me to Florida, where I actually got married to my boyfriend, now my husband. And he was just always there. In he, oh, wow, I'm sorry. It's all right. No, pets, <laughs> pets are something very different. I totally get it. Yeah. He was a very young kitten, nine years old. And he wasn't feeling very well. I took him to the vet, and he said that my cat had cancer, and it was, and he was deteriorating fast. Went to another vet. They said the same thing. So really all I could do was just make Manny's life as good as I possibly could. And uh, it was really short. He died January 2nd, and it was very hard. It was very tough. He was my baby. Mm-hmm. And he'd been through a lot with me. And I said, I told him, I said, look, when your energy leaves, I want to feel it. I still want to feel it. And three, four months later, I haven't felt anything. And I was really upset. I, I understand, yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm really, I'm, you never come visit me. <laughs> okay. Why does that sound familiar? But okay, okay. That's a good mother question. <laughs> the Jewish mom coming right That's up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So he doesn't visit you. And so in Judaism, we, we honor the death date and we call it a yard site. So, um, and we do that with, with, with people. And um, so the yard site of when they died, we um, light a candle and we Mm -hmm. remind ourselves of them and the good memories. And we always Mm -hmm. say on their yard site, may their memory be for a blessing. So may you always remember the good and that good energy. And the reason why you say that is to bring that good energy back. Mm -hmm. Because even if they're not reincarnated yet, you still feel their energy. Mm -hmm. 
So with animals, we don't technically do that, but we still remind ourselves. And just the other day, it's the new year, 2020, Mm -hmm. and I have been going through a lot in my life, very difficult situations, and I forgot that it was Manny's yard site, Manny's death day. And I was sleeping and it was one of those dreams where you didn't feel like you were in a dream. Mm-hmm. So I have a duvet, a very fluffy duvet that every January I like bring it out because it's so cold in Florida, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 60, yeah. 60 degrees. It's so cold. It happens to all of us. So it's called salt water in the blood. That's all right. <laughs> so my cats would always jump at the bottom of the bed on the duvet and you'd hear this poosh mm-hmm. like of the feathers just going down and they would walk up to me okay. and that's how they would always greet me in the mornings and so in this dream which I didn't know it was a dream at the time I felt the duvet flop down like somebody jumping on the duvet and I couldn't see anybody and but and I saw these imprints coming up to me and I said I wonder who's visiting me today. Who's visiting me? Because I've had a couple of cats pass away. So I didn't know which cat was coming to visit me. And um, I said, who's visiting me? And I lift up the duvet and here's Manny just sitting there and meowing. And I said, oh, Manny, thank you so much for visiting me. I'm so proud. I'm so grateful that you came to visit me. And just his smell. You know how animals have their own scent Mm -hmm. I could smell him and I could feel his fur and he headbutted me and I was so excited and so happy and so so blessed I was like thank you so much for visiting me and I did I felt like a Jewish mom like oh you finally came to visit took you long enough (laughs) he gets he gets points now right yeah yeah definitely so again I didn't know it was a dream okay and I just felt this energy and this love and again I was going through a lot of difficult times and like I said before Manny was there through all my hard difficult times and then I I woke up and that's when I knew or it wasn't real life it was a dream because it felt so real to me oh wow. so real so I woke up and I was so confused <laughs> I was I said wait that just did that just happen was that a dream it t- um took me a while to understand what was going on i wrote it wrote it down in my journal because i felt like it was something so strong that i needed to remember mm-hmm. and then after processing it a bit i realized oh it's january 2nd and it's I've, his day it's his it's his yard site it's his death day it makes all sense and i'm going through this hard time and so it made it made almost complete sense, and I was so I was so happy, and I I really believe that it was a a sign that you know even though you're going through this really hard time, mm-hmm. just remember that you're loved, and that that was the the message the message yeah wow, and on that note we're going to pause for just a second, and we will be right back with paranormal pets. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. 
have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. We're going to conclude our interview. So you had this dream. You had your cat visit, the energy of the cat. Is there anything else that you take away from that? Or is there any advice that you give to people who might be looking for a similar experience? That's a real good question. That is, that is an amazing question. I love it. You can't push things. Okay. Because I tried. Yeah, I did. I I would sit on my bed, and I would have my recorder, and I would be like, Manny, Manny, nothing. (laughs) So um, one thing my advice is don't push things. Okay. It'll happen when it happens, and it'll happen for a reason. And... Yeah, I really strongly advise to, to not to not push things. <laughs> That's my my major my, takeaway. Yeah, with my it. major takeaway of that. I well, also, and it's funny because he's a cat, and you know, <laughs> when do cats ever really listen? Right, they're going right. to do things in their own time. Right, definitely, and especially him. He was always a uh, he always did things on his own in his own time, and <laughs> That's you know, great. so it definitely fit his personality when he just showed up. It definitely fit that his wow. personality. I also want to say that you know whatever you believe in, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean if you believe in ghosts or if you believe in energy. If you believe in whatever you believe in, just be really strong about that belief and just feel it. Because if you just are totally lost mm-hmm. and you forget what your beliefs are, if you forget where you've come from or where you've been, you stop feeling. And when you stop feeling, you lose a lot of anything around you whatever you want to call it you lose that sense around you so yeah it takes away your life yeah so it's just be open be open and let it come to you whatever that is whether it be a ghost whether it be energy whether it be spiritual whether it be you know there's anything just just keep keep an open mind keep being open and don't block yourself off to anything don't stop feeling Excellent. Yeah, that's a big part of life is you just cannot stop feeling. Uh, As soon as you do, it's over. I mean, it's, you know, 
life is so short and we have to be vibrant and enjoy that vibrancy. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. I tend to really agree. Now, are there any ways or uh, do you want people to contact you? Would you rather them go through Paranormal Pets? It's fine either way. If anybody has questions, are there resources that you can refer them to? I do a lot of stuff online. So if you do want to contact me, it's cuppatora at gmail.com. And I would love if you have any Jewish questions about the afterlife, any Jewish questions about life in general, um, (laughs) I would love to answer those. I do like to take a Jewish aspect of things, but I'm open to any spiritual path that anybody is on. Again, that's kuppatorah at gmail.com. I don't really know of any great resources. There's so many that I can't really pinpoint really one. If people have specific questions, you can always refer them through the emails too. Right. Yes. I I definitely have tons of resources that I can share. I just not one in particular that's popping out in my mind right now. That's all right. Uh, And it might depend on the question because Judaism is a very rich and very long tradition. So trying to find the right resource to connect to a question, I know that's it. It can be a good challenge. That's what Judaism is all about too is is there's so many different paths that can lead you to answers and there's not one path that's the correct path so um so yeah in judaism we it's we say like we always ask what good question are you going to ask today did you ask a good question that's our jewish experience did you ask a good question and where like what and again there's no wrong path to lead you to that answer Oh, that's great, because now they can email you their good question. (laughs) We'll we'll make that a nice challenge for folks. Well, I want to thank you so much. Actually, boy, you're you're pretty much dead on for paranormal pets, so to speak. No pun intended. (laughs) As we stand outside in beautiful, sunny St. Pete. Slightly chilly today, though. Yes, Yes, it's 65. I'm in my sweater and and, and long uh, tights. Yes, you look look very, very dressed for the north. (laughs) Welcome to Florida. (laughs) This is what happens. But uh, you've been here long enough, you know. Actually, I'm a Floridian now, yeah. Yeah, it it happens. Like I said, it happens to all of us. (laughs) But I really want to thank you for your time and uh, and for the observation and and for sharing the dream. For those of you that are out there, remember to support your pet rescues. Uh, There's Pug Rescue of Florida. There's Florida Rat Rescue. uh, There's actually now Florida Tortoise Rescue. And there's a lot of them out there. So always support your local rescues. And if you're interested in any more supernatural paranormal stuff you're welcome to check out the spirits of st petersburg site at www.spiritsofstpete.com we shortened our url so it is now spirits of st pete because people got tired of typing out st petersburg very tiring <laughs> oh i'm telling it all those extra letters and uh thank you again i think that's it go out and find a new a pets and and donate and help the animals in the world all of them that's right. They need it right now, particularly as, uh, yeah, just just watch the news. It's, it's an interesting time. So let's help who we can while we can. And on that note, we are going to wish you a happy, uh, happy haunting. Take care and we'll catch you next episode. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. 
Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.